Well, greetings all of our family and friends. This is the senior pastor of This Rock International, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to welcome you to our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. It is an amazing time. We are in still our first month of, our first week of November, and it is a season of reaping and of harvest. And as you're seeing, I'm wearing the Raising of the Altar t-shirt. So for those of you that know, I'm on the airplane now. I'm actually in the air flying headed towards South Africa. So this is a pre-recorded, uh, just, a, just a clarification. We recorded it the week before. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to have on a guest with me, Pastor Vilmer Grove, all the way from Pretoria, South Africa, and B Church. We're going to talk about uh, the raising of the altar. In just two days' time from now, we'll be in South Africa, Pretoria, or Pretoria, South Africa, at B Church, raising the altar. That will be November 10th, 11th, and 12th. So just two days from now, if you're watching this live, will be in South Africa. So there is a registration link. We've already got more than 160, 100 plus that have already registered. And please put your name down. There are many coming from different churches around the nation of South Africa and even some flying in from different countries of the world. So I want to welcome you and thank you for being here. We pray the blessing of the Lord upon each and every hearer when asked that God would release grace and covering over this time. We're going to pray that God minister. But I'm going to welcome, if you would, uh, to the to the podcast. He is the senior overseer of B Church. Him and his wife, Pastor Natasha. Uh, Pastor Vilmer is the senior leader of B Church. He's the husband of one wife, father of two children, but leads a great work, an awesome man of God, a teacher, a preacher, and a worshiper of the Lord. So I'm going to ask you to welcome with me, if you would, Pastor Vilmer Grove. Thank you, Pastor Vilmer. My good friend, so good to see you. Thank you for being with us today. Amen. Blessings, Apostle. I hope you are well. It's wonderful always to see you. And uh, we greet you all in the wonderful name of Jesus. It's wonderful. And uh, uh, we are excited to have you here in South Africa for raising the altar in Pretoria. And I believe it's going to be a wonderful time, wonderful session, and a wonderful week and a powerful weekend in God's presence. So not just you, but all the apostles and the men of God, the women of God that's going to come this weekend. Um, we are so excited and ready for a move of God. So, yeah, we want to welcome you for, for, for this weekend and what God's going to do. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you're with us again. I did let everybody know we are pre-recording this, but it will be aired live. And there'll be two days away from our Raising the Altar conference in, uh, again, Pretoria, South Africa, with B Church family co-hosting. Again, Apostle Phil Vermellon's going to be there. Uh, he's also co-founded with me, the Raising the Altar. Uh, we'll have Apostle Rocky Martinez, Apostle Howard Pios, and of course, our very own Pastor Vilmer Grove will be teaching the word as well. It's going to be the phenomenal time of preaching, prophecy, the word. You don't want to miss that, but I'm going to share just a few words. So we have a Freedom Global verse. We're going to share that verse. I'm going to share one of the verse. We're going to pray. We're going to get right to the word of the Lord. Uh, Romans 8.21 is our key verse for uh, the podcast. And it simply states, uh, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And the only way to deal with corruption and bondage in nations, in regions, everywhere we go, we find the same thing. It's worse in some places than others. It's corruption. It's perverted power. 
leaders, governors, uh, heads of state, politicians, businessmen, anyone with power that is corrupted or doesn't have the nature of God produces bondage under their leadership. And the only way to deal with bondage and slavery is to release something called the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. And this is why we raise up altars. This is why we go nation to nation and city to city and state to state in this generation, every month raising altars because we believe an altar is a solution for freedom in a nation. We read last week about uh, Elijah building an altar, the fire of God falling and the nation turning back to God. We're going to read Isaiah 56 verse 7. We're going to pray and get to the word. Here's what it says. Even to them will I bring Isaiah 56 7. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. The mountain of God is a family of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifice shall be accepted upon my altar. When an altar is erected, an offering is laid and accepted, the God, the deity, is now bound to the sacrifice. He ties himself to the gift. And so when an, when an offering is offered on an acceptable altar, that's an acceptable sacrifice, he knits himself, that he ties himself. So he consumes it, and the word consume is to eat or to devour. He becomes one with the sacrifice and also one with the giver of that sacrifice. And they shall, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. So we're going to pray very briefly. Lord, I pray over this time that those that are coming in, we welcome them. We ask you to speak to our hearts. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Give us revelation. Lord, let miracles come through the podcast. Let everyone that's preparing to, to come to Pretoria and be a part of this move of God, keep them and bless them and protect them. Traveling angels, be with them on assignment. Direct our steps and lead us for your glory and for your honor. Anoint our lips of clay. Ask for miracles and signs and wonders as evidence of your word, even on this podcast, as the as this word goes forth, let bodies be healed, let minds be delivered, and let you get all the glory, all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen and amen. So again, I'm going to repeat this verse. I'm going to pass it to Pastor. We're going to go back and forth. All of you coming in, again, this is pre-recorded, so uh, we, we I'm saluting you all now. Welcome to the podcast. We're glad you're on. Please share the podcast. Do the work of the evangelist. Here is what uh, Isaiah 56, 7 says, Even them will I bring to the holy mountain of God and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Oftentimes, prayer meetings are very somber, sometimes sad, and sometimes, uh, you know, groaning. But God is going to make us joyful in prayer. He said, I want your, your, your joy to be full and have answered prayers. If When you see prayers begin to answer and miracles begin to come, joy will come through prayer. The Bible says that there will be joy in the mountain of the Lord, the place of influence, and burnt offerings and sacrifices, or what's laid upon the altar will be accepted. I said it earlier, the moment God receives a sacrifice, he is tied to the sacrifice. He, he devours it. When the fire of God devours something we give from our heart to the altar, whether it's time or energy or finance or something God requires, he consumes it. Now he becomes one with the gift, therefore one with the giver. So he ties himself to, this is called the acceptable sacrifice. Romans chapter 12, verse one says, I beseech you brethren by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice acceptable unto God. 
God wants the living sacrifice. He died for us so we can live for him, that his house would be called a house of prayer for all nations. Remember, this is written in a time where only Jewish people, only Israelites were part of the covenant. And the ultimate goal wasn't getting one people. God is not a racist. God wants all people and all nations to call on the name of the Lord. The promise to Abraham was that through one seed, every nation would be blessed. So I want to encourage you listening. We're, we're preparing to raise an altar in South Africa. There's going to be a move of God, but let me encourage you when you build an altar, a place of meeting with God, God sends the fire and he blesses the family. Go ahead, pastor. Amen. Apostle, you took the words out of my mouth. I was also in Romans 12, right wow. there when you said that the deity, you know, bounds itself to 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 an acceptable sacrifice and and exactly that that, that god wants us to be that holy and acceptable sacrifice Amen. and i think then that the verse two that speaks of don't be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of our minds and i think that that part of this is a a, a huge part of a renewal of our minds that need to take place we have to think differently That's right. and um I love that part where Paul says, but hey, you've got the mind of Christ, you know, that Ooh. we have the ability to think the thoughts of Christ and, and to yes. think anew and think afresh so that we can know what is the good and acceptable will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, I wow. think we've been speaking and and um, I mean, we, we've we seen how God can move in raising the altar for, for, for the last couple of, uh, you know, I think what it's now the 24th or 25th one that, that's, that's going to be presented. But, um, you know, what we can see, how God can move. So it's not just in the building of an altar, but, but the things that we've been pondering on in this, the last couple of days is also the maintaining of an altar. Yes, come on. Uh, you know, we've been raising an altar. We've been doing that. But the importance of maintaining that as well. And I think that scripture in Isaiah where it says, you know, to be a house of prayer. I think that's one of the things that we emphasize is, you know, to to, to prayer is one of the ways we build an altar and mm. you know that we keep on doing that yes. and and i want to say that prayer is powerful we've been yeah. we've been doing that weekly twice uh, mondays and thursdays we've been in prayer Wonderful. and you know that the, what the bible speaks about you know maintaining the fire on the altar that it mm -hmm. should never go out and we see the effect of that powerful prayer we yes. can see how God answers. So, so right from the start, I want to say God responds to an altar. God okay. responds and there's power when we come and we lay down and we say that, yes, Lord, we will present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That, um, you know, God responds with that power. So, so one of the things that we need to do is, yes, we build, to, we build that prayer life. But um, I think it's important to understand not just to build an altar, but also the responsibility to maintain a healthy altar. That's that's such an important thing. Amen. I agree 100%, Pastor. Um, as you were speaking, I heard the scripture, Isaiah 50, verse 11. It says, Behold, all you that kindle fire and you surround or compass yourselves with the sparks and you walk in the light of your fire. And the wow. sparks that you kindle uh, and, and in the sparks that you kindle. So... To kindle fire doesn't mean to sustain, to make fire, but to sustain fire. It means mm -hmm. those. So when we go camping, I, I'm not much for a camper. I went through a lot. I, nothing wrong with nature. I like nature, but I went through a lot of years of suffering and 
sleeping on floors and and uh so when i go to vacation i don't want to rough it i want to if i go camping i'm gonna go glamping they call i'll take an rv i don't want to sleep with any bugs i've slept with bugs before had hands bite me and 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 fighting off the cockroaches and you know just certain things i've had you've had this extreme poverty so i'm not against people that like to go camping but when you go camping well the day you've got to stack up a pile of firewood so that when the night comes, you, the fire begins to be lit and you must maintain the fire by putting something flammable in the fire to sustain the fire. And here is the beauty of it, that in the, in the tabernacle of Moses, God would light the fire. And the job, the first fire that was lit on the brazen altar, God lit it. And the Amen. job of the priest wasn't to light fire it was to sustain fire and when the fire begins to get a little bit low and you see that flame begin to dwindle the job of the priest is to put something flammable in the fire so this is what isaiah 50 11 says behold ye that sustain fire or kindle fire and when you do this you surround yourself with the flame of that fire the word sparks is actually the the greek word missile firebrand or flaming arrow so when i create a fire around me through fasting through prayer through seeking god through meditating on his word there's a there's a there's a wall uh zechariah speaks about a wall of fire that protects us that keeps us from hurt and harm and danger but this word spark means missiles of fire or arrows of fire that instead of the enemy sending arrows against us we send it against him the scripture tells us, and it lights our path with the sparks that we've kindled. So now we know where we're going. We know where we're coming from. We're moving in direction. So even as you were speaking, I saw that that need. And you also mentioned Second uh, Corinthians chapter number uh, number two, verse sixteen, for who has known the mind of the Lord that we yeah. may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ and the Amen. beauty of having God's thoughts to be able to know the mind of God means we have authority. We have dominion. We have the mind of God. We present our body a sacrifice. See God, he said in the scripture, Hebrew says, and in Psalms, I don't want burnt offering. I don't want sacrifice naturally. I want a body. I want a living sacrifice. I want somebody to yield their mind to my mind. I want somebody to lay their ideas down their concepts down and to pick up the mind of God because in doing so he'll give us answers solutions when we raise up an altar again we become that mountain of prayer and now prayer goes from a chore from a duty you see many, you know I don't know I don't know about South Africa pastor but here in America uh, people don't like to pray the, the smallest meeting in our gathering is the prayer meeting. We gather uh, Tuesday night, Thursday night. Now we've just started gathering every morning on the altar. And the Lord said, mm -hmm. once that increases and I send miracles and revival, then I'm gonna, you're going to gather twice a day. And so we're gathering mm -hmm. every morning. And then we're going to gather twice a day. And then before you know it, when the glory falls, we're going to sustain the glory with 24 hours, seven day a week worship. Is that how is that possible? I have no idea. But I do know that we just follow fire. Here's what he told me. You don't go 
look to make fire. You just follow the fire. So I almost encourage you uh, uh, here in America, the, the prayer meeting is the smallest meeting of all, but that's where the fire is birthed. That's where the glory is birthed. That's where revival comes. Anywhere in history, you see revival. You see an outpouring of the glory. It was initiated, it initiated by a praying people. Go ahead, Pastor. That's, that's so true. Um, one of the apostles here always teached us and said, uh, you know, how do we know revival is going to come? Exactly that. You see it in the prayer meetings when there's a hunger, when there's a crying out for the Lord. And uh, yeah, now we experienced the similar things. Um, we, we started with the prayer meetings. Uh, although it's small, it's growing. So we can see already the fruit of that. But um, yeah, because it takes something. It, it deals with our flesh because... Yeah. Um, as you say, sometimes it's hard work, but God looks for faithfulness. Amen. God, uh, we, we, we keep on emphasizing that, that God doesn't want an altar that and a sacrifice that doesn't cost us anything. Mm -hmm. When we come and present a sacrifice, it's something that's going to cost us. That's and, right. um, what's a sacrifice? It's the killing of flesh. Mm. That's exactly what it is. so we need to come. And when we present means we kill the flesh and we set that that's aside. Right. And we let God do what God wants to do. And mm -hmm. then it becomes an acceptable offering unto the Lord. That's right. And uh, so, yes, we have to deal with that part. Um, but praise God, He helps us. I mean, I think of the scripture in Romans that says, you know, that even when we do not know what to pray, then the Holy Spirit comes and He bears us up in our weaknesses. He prays according to God's will. So praise God for the Holy Spirit that can make it easier for us to, right. to help us come into our aid and need. And, um, one one thing that came to to my spirit when you spoke about the spark and the kindle and and that of God. There's a there's two particular scriptures. One is in Psalms and one in Proverbs that says that the the spirit of man is the lamp of God. Yes. And then another scripture that says it is God who lights my lamp mm. and uh, you know ignites my spirit. So it's exactly that that you know the 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 fire on the altar was lit by God. And there comes this beautiful verse that says, my spirit is the lamp, but it is God who lights my spirit. It is God yes. who lights my lamp. So even us being a tabernacle and a place, a dwelling place for God, he needs to ignite something within us. And then I think one of my favorite um, mm -hmm. explanations of Pentecost and the tongues as well speaks about the glorified fire. Uh, it's like flashing swords and like thunder and lightning. Mm. And... Uh, it's exactly that spark and, and that what we carry. So God comes and ignites us now as a as a as a living sacrifice, as a place of dwelling. And by that we can, you know, ignite that power and uh, death is uh, life uh, is in, the, in the power of the tongue, life and death. You know, so what we speak is, is what we're going to see. So um, it's important to pray the mind of God and the will of God, but by the spirit. And that's the power of this. God has given his spirit to us that we can, you know, pray according to his will and according to his mind. So it's more, I think, a question of just getting to flow with God and Come on. Then see how it comes. And, and then prayer is not boring. Jesus said this. He says, in that day, you will ask the Father in my name and he will answer you so that your joy may be full. And that's I think right. that's one of the things is that, that God wants to answer prayers because he wants to give us that joy as well. You know, he's not a he's not a spoiled sport or a God that says, you know, you have to beg me or cry out. Mm -hmm. um, I was through that chapter, um, 1 Kings 18 again, where, where Elijah has that showdown where he says, okay, let's build an altar and let's see 
who's yeah. God is answering the fire. Mm -hmm. And at some stage, it's like, is your God sleeping? Is he dead? Can't he hear you? Yeah. Shout louder. But that's the joy we have is that when we cry out to the Lord, he answers. He's not deaf. Um, he's also not a man that he can lie, you know. So when God says something, he will come and he will manifest his power. So I think that's the joy and, and the surety that we have is that when we pray, God answers. That we've seen that. So that's the power of this. Amen. Amen. I agree 100%, Pastor, that answered prayer, uh, learning how to pray effectively and effectually through wisdom. One thing, the first thing that comes to mind when fire manifests is illumination. You can see uh, if you're in darkness, you light fire and it drives away darkness. Number two, it purifies, it cleanses, it, uh, it, 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 it washes and scents away from impurities. The fire, the intensity of the fire makes a purification process. And number three, it creates a change of climate. What was cold and what was dark is driven away. And I believe that as you were speaking, that God wants the fire of God in language and intellect and word, glorified fire, tongues of fire, flashes of lightning, glory to come, and as to release the mind of God concerning our prayer that becomes effective prayer. Since we don't pray and we don't minister as those beating the air, but we pray targeted prayer and precision prayer um, that we operate in these things. Here's Mark chapter uh, 11, verse 25 actually 24 therefore i say unto you that the things whichever you desire when you pray believe you receive them and ye shall have them so the thing you're praying and the thing you're decreeing that is god's will you pray it you have them then your joy remains full and so one of the things about that scripture that i was looking for is it says uh, isaiah 56 7 that when we come to the mountain of the lord prayer becomes joyful and not burdensome and yes it is a at first a discipline of prayer i believe that we've got to discipline ourselves the, the flesh doesn't want discipline it wants to eat it wants to drink it wants to be merry it wants to sleep it wants it wants what it wants but paul the man of god said i've got to learn to crucify my flesh daily yeah. not weekly I've got to fast and pray and bring my body into subjection to where it's under authority. My body is under the spirit and not my spirit under the body. And as I, I have a discipline of prayer, then it becomes the pleasure of prayer. It becomes the place of intimacy where you're not always warring and struggling and, and fighting. You're receiving so much life, you can't wait to pray. I remember there were times in my life, and there are times even now, that I, that I encounter God and I don't want to leave there. And I look forward to prayer. So we look forward to a, a movie. We look forward to a vacation. We look forward to a fun day here in, in America. They've got theme parks like Disneyland or Universal Studios or Magic Mountain. And these parks are expensive. And so you couldn't go very often. You would go once in a long while if you could. And I remember the feeling of a child. I was a child and I knew tomorrow I was going to Disneyland. I knew tomorrow I was going to the park. So I was in bed and I was just excited. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't wait for it to be morning or tomorrow's Christmas. I couldn't wait to get up. And so you're up all night because you are hungry and you're eager and you're after God and you're after what you're after. And you're so excited that now it becomes your delight. And the Bible says those that make their delight in the Lord 
He'll give them the desires of your heart. How many of us, and I've got to speak to myself, are excited to pray, excited to talk to God. When he wakes us up at five, the flesh isn't happy at four o'clock. I'll tell you, the flesh wants to roll over. It wants to, you know, pull the cover over our head. But when you get into that spot of prayer, it's like water to your soul. It's like peace to your mind. Then answers begin to come. So he said, I will bring them to the mountain. The mountain is the high place. It's above principalities and powers. It's above spiritual wickedness. The mountain is the pinnacle. It's the place where earth touches heaven. It's a high place. And now he releases, he makes us joyful in this family of prayer because now we begin to decree things and before we can finish saying it it comes to pass we become the church that get our keys back and whatever we bind in the earth is bound from heaven then the burnt offering then the sacrifices are now accepted and god ties himself to that and now all nations run to this place verse 8 says the outcasts come those that were rejected those that were were, were that, that the church didn't want that maybe religion didn't want those that society didn't want see jesus had a funny way of of qualifying the disqualified he had a funny way of gathering people that no one else wanted and when he came he was found among the tax collector the publicans the harlots and the sinners this he had a bad reputation for hanging out around bad people but he wasn't there just to enjoy the company of sin he wasn't there just to blend in he had a mission that he would forgive and heal the worst and make them the best. He would take the harlot and make her into a prophetess. He would take the tax collector who was a traitor, as we've seen, and make him a preacher, make him an apostle. He would take the publican and, and, and those who are the worst in society and give them transformation. And those that were forgiven much would love much. That was his assignment, not to just hang out, and to enjoy darkness, but to expel darkness. And that's one of the things the light does. It expels the darkness. And that's what we're going to be doing. Now, I wish we do that every day. But when we have a specific time of a year and we gather in some uh, denominations, they call it, or even uh, biblically, it's called convocation. It's a gathering of men and women that come together with a specific goal to see God glorified, to see the region change, to see the, the power of encounter. And so men are flying in, they're, they're, they're driving in, they're, they're coming from far, and women of God, from far and wide to build something spiritual. And then, as you said, Pastor, to maintain it, to let the fire fall and to maintain that fire so we can see Pretoria see revival. We can see Pretoria see outbreak, that the sick would be healed, that the dead would be raised, and the glory of God would visit our generation. Go ahead, Pastor. Come on, that's true. And uh, I think uh, one of the things that we said, you know, as Christians, sometimes we, we uh, you know, are not offensive. We're always on defense. Yes. But the Bible, Matthew 16, that says, you know, and on this rock I'll build the church, my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, and, and I think that, you know, sometimes we, we need to more actively attack the gates of hell. And go yes. and do that. I think one of the yes. methods is this, to, to build and to raise an altar unto the Lord and actually go and get the lost saved. Have yes. them to have an encounter with God, you know, that we go and break down the gates. Because it's not, we don't fight with, with gates, you know. No one goes to, to war with gates, but yes. it's to possess the gate. And, and that thing of 
he who possesses the gate possesses the city. Mm. And I think mm -hmm. to you know actively go and take something, possess the gate. Um, Pretoria is the administration capital of yes. South Africa. Now, so I, I believe it's significant in, in what we're doing. Plus, we're situated in the east, and I believe that we are a, a gateway as well come for on. what God to do in the city. And um, so, therefore, yes, we, we need to come and we need to work that. And um, I know we're going to see God, you know, that, that we can, in this time, advance upon the, on the enemy. Paul, uh, you know, speaks and he says, hey, to Timothy, fight the good fight. Yes. You know, keep on, it reminds him, it says, fight the good fight, you know. And sometimes we, we, uh, we don't know how to fight, but I think that God gives us weapons and strategies and he, 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 when we when we do it like this through an altar, I think we start to fight in a way that God can come and manifest power, you mm. know, not in our strength, not in our flesh. Because when we come to an altar, we surrender as we lay down the flesh. Then we start focusing on do things God's way. That's you right. Know, then we can start taking people out of darkness. We spoke on the light. Um, that what John says that. For the light is coming to the world and the darkness could not overcome it for the light has defeated the darkness and and i think that you know we're going to see that over this weekend as well i've um i think that one thing that i've been you know since starting the the the, the raising the altar they they as you you mentioned before that they weren't really themes yeah. and the lord is starting to give themes and um one of the theme that we have is the acts like, like a mighty rushing wind and yeah. even just in that, what I started to to start reading up and, and start to to um, you know research a bit, man, I'm excited because God's gonna do mighty mighty things. Um, you know, I had a bit of conversations with people and and trying to prick their minds and hear certain things, and um, we're gonna see something uh, uh, of of God's spirit blowing and moving. Um, that what the Bible speaks of the altar. Of earth that you shall make, you know, when we're to build an altar for the Lord, and then the, the word there, the earth is Adama. And I mean, when God created us, where did He create us from? Yeah. We were formed out of the earth, and we are an altar to the Lord. And um, one thing that He did, because we say, like a mighty rushing wind, it was a day yeah. of Pentecost as well, but it was the filling of the spirit and the empowering. But I realized that when we were formed out of the earth, we were an altar made to the Lord. But then God blew his breath throughout the earth. Yes. And right. we became a living being. And I'm like, sure. I think you need something that God wants to understand and catch. So especially for this theme as well, for raising the altar in Victoria, I'm extremely excited. I know God's going to move mightily. Hey, well, powerful, Pastor. As you mentioned uh, briefly, the... Uh, the offensive mindset instead of defensive mindset. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not 100%. I, I saw something. I um, South Africa may be uh, enjoying a championship, if I'm correct. <laughs> um, is that right? A rugby championship. Yeah. And uh, I, I may see a championship flag back there. I don't know if I see it in the, the back of your camera. But they're celebrating. And in rugby, America, they've got American football. But they've got yeah. an offense and a defense. And when you have the ball, your job is to advance. And when you don't have the ball, your job is to defend. So defensive means you're protecting ground and trying to keep them from coming. And that's where yeah. we've been as the church for a long time. We've been trying to hold ground and just make it till Jesus gets back. Just make it and hold on. 
But I believe, as you mentioned, by the word of God, the kingdom of God is advancing. And we're taking an offensive stance to take ground in schools, in education, in in business, in government. You mentioned the governmental sphere in Pretoria. And the Eastern Gate is the access point to the time before time. Again, in the tabernacle of Moses, there was the outer court. There was the inner court and there was the holies of holies. We talked about this last week that uh, to the Jewish mind when in John 16, excuse me, John 14, verse 6, when, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, that's a wonderful concept. And those that come to the Father must come through me. We say, wow, he's the way, he's the truth. But to the Jewish mind, they understood the way meant the outer court, the inner court meant the truth and the holies of Hollywood was the life. So when these are connotations in the Jewish mind that meant he's the outer court, he's the inner court, and he's the holies of holies, that we come in through the Eastern gate because the entry point was always facing the East. And again, East is not North, South, East, West, like our East, it is a time. It is the word Kadem, which means time before time. We enter into a spiritual time that started in the garden but didn't conclude. That season started, but it was interrupted when man fell out of that spirit time into earth time. And now earth time began. But I want to declare that we're entering that eastern gate. We're going through the brazen altar. We're going through the washing of the water of the word. We're entering the holy place, eating the bread of faith, the bread of the presence, partaking of the seven spirits of God through one Holy Spirit, going to the golden altar, getting behind the veil. And what we do behind the veil is the high priest would atone and intercede for his sins and the sin of nations, the nations Mm -hmm. And then in in, Mo, in David's tabernacle, all nations would be represented. So our goal, according to Romans 10, 19, we have access into the holies of holies. So God's calling us to an altar to intercede on behalf of all of South Africa, on behalf of T- uh, Tanzania, on behalf of Zimbabwe, on behalf of the continent of Africa, on behalf of America, on behalf of North America, on behalf of Europe. God is looking for those to go behind the veil. And as you mentioned, we become the altar of earth, Adama, that God forms into shape, Genesis 2-7, then he blasts and breathes into us. If he can form it, that's a beautiful concept as you're speaking. I can see the picture of the Lord forming the living altar, the presence carrier, and forming us out of earth. And then it says he breathed on the nostrils. Now the word nostril is the Hebrew word for face. So we think of nostril as our nose, but it's actually he went face to face and put his imprint inside of man and made him his reflection. And when the reflection of Jehovah got on that earth blueprint, the spirit of God could hover in that vessel and it became alive and the wind of God. So I'm, I'm excited. Even you're talking about those concept. And uh, last year we weren't doing things, but I prayed the spirit of God said, you need to name these, these, these gatherings by the spirit. Take time to pray and to fast. And the Holy Spirit said, tell the people, put it on the flyer. It will be a sound of a rushing mighty wind. There will be a wind of revival, a wind of fire. And when the wind begins to blow, miracles begin to happen. That sound of wind came, tongues were loosed, fire was manifested, and all nations heard their language. And the division of Tower of Babel 
we were divided by language. Now we become unified by one language. And that's the beauty. See, you, you get into a room and you can be united by language. So you have a room of a couple hundred people. And they if they if you have ten different languages, the ten different people with ten or the, the the hundreds of people will all migrate to people who know their language. So somehow all of those who speak South African will get around each other, all those who speak Spanish will get around each other, and they will all migrate because they can understand language. Now the purpose of the sound of the wind and the blowing is to unlock a language, a sound that draws all nations. So they're going to come from far and wide, Pastor. They're going to be blessed. This move of God, they're going to put, normally we wait a minute, they're going to put this flyer up. Uh, this coming uh, this coming Friday, two days from now, this is no, November 10th, uh, November 11th, November 12th, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday. We will be at the altar, raising an altar. And we will be there in Pretoria, and there is a, a registration link there. You can register for free. Pastor, uh, pastor said they've already got just locally more than 160 registrants. Uh, and again, space is limited. We're, we're just pushing this now. We're going to have hundreds that are going to gather at the altar. Myself, uh, Pastor Vilmer Grove, uh, Apostle Phil Vermellon, Apostle Howard Pius, Apostle Rocky Martinez is flying with me into South Africa, raising the altar in the nations, November 10th, 11th, 12th. Those that are watching this live, that's in two days from now. So I'm going to encourage you, whatever you got to do, plane, train, automobile, get on a donkey, ride a boat, get to the, the place of worship, and we're going to see miracles. We're going to see fire. We're going to see revival, and the hand of God is going to miss. Go ahead, Pastor. You can share some more thoughts, and we're going to prepare to close in a minute, but go ahead. Amen. Um, I think one of the things that we were talking about was the veil. And I think of that one in 2 Corinthians 3 that mm. speaks about, you know, the, the law and the glory it had. But then, you know, that what was, you know, um, you know, being brought to an end came of glory. Then he says, but what glory will we have for that what is then permanent? Yeah. And uh, it speaks about, you know, the, yeah. the power of God. But I think one of the things that touched me. In, in this part of scripture is that it says, but, you know, their hearts were hardened and there's a veil that lies over their, their hearts and they cannot see. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Come on. And, and I believe personally that as we come and people come with an open heart, that the Lord is going to lift veils and we're going to see because he says, then with unveiled face, beholding the glory, we are being transformed come on. from to the same image, from one degree of glory to another. Um, for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. Mm. And I believe that as people come, God's going to really touch hearts, break hearts, lift veils that people can see and that people can experience the glory that there's lives that can be transformed Amen. and that life can be shifted. And mm. um, we're speaking about, you know, Eastgate, governmental, all these things. But um, we don't want to be a powerless church. We want to be a church that carries power and my question is always this. If the church had to disappear today or we had to move, will the community feel the impact of that? Yeah. In other words, are we doing, are we are we hitting our target and are we making such an impact that it can change the atmosphere, change the environment, change the community and that they can feel it? So for, for us, this is such an important criteria. Yes, that we, we hit our target with the assignment of the Lord and what he has for us. So, Personally, I just trust God that as we come together and there's that gathering 
of all the men and women of God, and we see, God, that there's an unlifting and a transformation that we start seeing the power of God. Um, Isaiah speaks about arise and shine for the glory has come. Come on. And uh, you know, they, we need to arise so that we can shine. There's no shining if we don't arise. So God expects something from us. And I believe that you know, as we start building this, it's part of our arising, part of our standing up that the glory of the Lord. And I mean, people are sometimes they they you know they they follow the conditions because it says that a darkness will cover the people you know and if darkness yeah. is over the earth and sometimes we allow that to influence us and then you know we dictate it by our emotions and what's going around us but we need to understand like this when we build an altar we start changing the environment we start right. changing the atmosphere right. we need to take that stand and arise so so this is almost like a call to action for people as well say you want to to see something and and not the darkness cover the people but the power yeah. of god and the light come let's arise let's shine that the lord can come and cover us with his glory and with his presence amen amen pastor uh, phenomenal uh, i'm so encouraged about what we're getting ready to do in just two days in in uh, pretoria in the nation of south africa but it will be going around the world we will be streaming and 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 uh airing what we're doing online it's going to be in different nations i believe there's we're in a new season already and some things are going to be released and again there there were three dimensions that or three barriers in the tabernacle of moses they had the gate which was the first entry point they had the door to the holy place then they had the veil and in you see jesus say enter at the straight gate he said i'm the door and he said the veil is removed when he he, he died and now it was torn from the top to the bottom. And I believe that the, the way into the holies of holies is going to become clear. And as we're coming to worship and we're coming to gather and raise at this place uh, of worship in Pretoria with B Church, I'm going to encourage you to come to be a part of what we're going to do. We're going to pray now. Then I'm going to give a, a, a pastor just a few minutes to share final thoughts before we conclude the, the teaching today. But we want to pray over you. That anything that you're in need of, your God is the answer. He is the rivers of living water. He's the bread of life. He's the healer. Hebrews 11, 6 says, He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of the diligent seeker. So what I need, what you need, he is. If you're, yeah. you need health, he's healing. You need salvation for your family, he's the savior. You need a doctor in a sick room. You need a lawyer in the courtroom, he's a counselor. Everything I need, he is. Now, it's a challenging thing to seek God and not the thing. To mm. seek God and not the, the, the thing we're looking for. But you and I must be those who seek the face of God and not just the hand of God. Seek the, the heart of God. And when you get God, you get everything you need. When you get the kingdom, you get all your needs applied according to the riches of his glory. So we're going to pray for you. If there's ailment in your body, if there's sickness, if there's depression, if there's uh, suicidal tendencies in your children, we know a healer. We know a name that is above every name, that at that name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of all, of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things beneath the earth. That means heaven, earth, and hell must bow to that name because of that authority. So we're going to pray. I'm going to ask pastor to start. He's going to share a word of prayer. I'm going to come right behind him. Then he's going to come and give some final thoughts before we transition. But let's begin to pray. Let's begin to release the word of the Lord. Pastor, go ahead and start the prayer for the people of God, if you would. Amen. 
Oh, thank you, Father, that we could just come in the name of Jesus, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we know that, that you are God that, that hears us. As we said, that when Elijah cried out, you came and you answered with fire, Lord. That you're not deaf. You're not a God that cannot hear. But, Father, that every time we come to seek your face, you say that those who seek you shall not be disappointed. That we have this hope, Father, in you. That you come and you answer us when we pray and when we cry out. And Father, even when you say that uh, we're waiting sometimes because there's, there's many people that wait in anticipation for things. You say we wait then for this hope with patience. But Father, I pray that, that the people who's part of this podcast and Father, that those who are listening and, and tuning in and even those who are going to listen later, Father, that they will bring every need before you. Father, that we will come because we know you're a, a powerful, miracle-working God. Father, um, the testimonies that we've seen this couple of weeks again, how you have brought healing to people. Father, we know that you're ready to perform. You're ready to work. You're ready to touch your people. You're ready to, to blow a fire and a fresh wind into their hearts and spirits. Father, to come and change families, to come and change situations, to come and change work situations around father we know that nothing is impossible but father we bring everyone before you we say thank you lord that they will come with boldness to the throne of grace that they will come to present themselves as a sacrifice but father then as they come we know you respond father that you will come and bring the fire that you'll come and bring the deliverance that you'll come and you will bring the answer you come and you will bring the healing that you will touch them father that, that those Whatever ailments, Father, we just come and we say thank you, Lord, that they will come and be touched and be cleansed. Father, I just see in my spirit people struggling with thoughts, mindsets, struggling with, with thinking habits and patterns. Father, that you said, you know, you come to renew our hearts, to renew our minds. Father, that we can think fresh, that we can think new. And Father, I pray that you'll just come and pour a fresh anointing on them to be able to think with clarity, to think in the right way father to think in positive ways not to be conceived deceived by the devil and his lies and and to to be tossed to and fro but father one of the attributes and of god and and, and what you are is clarity and that yes. you will bring clarity to minds that you'll bring clarity to hearts father i just see how your voice come and it resonates and, and it brings just it's crystal clear and people can get direction People can get guidance and people can get understanding. Father, your word says this in Psalm 119. It says, give me understanding that I might live. So, Father, in this, I see how you come and bring understanding in, in hearts that people can experience life and life in abundance. That, Jesus, you came to, to drive out all darkness. The light shall shine out of darkness and, and, and you'll come and you, you'll shine into our hearts. You say something about how we will see the glory of the knowledge of Christ in the face of Christ. So, Father, my prayer is that we will start seeing Christ face to face, that we will start encountering you face to face and behold you. And as we behold you, we are being changed. Father, let there be just a hunger and a desperation for your spirit, a hunger for your presence, a hunger for you to move. And we will know you are a God that answers and that you will show up with your majesty and your glory. Father, we just come and we ask this because we know that when we come, you are present, Father. Nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing. You say in your word, no height, no depth, nothing in creation can separate us from the love of the Father. So, Father, even the love that casts out fear, you'll touch hearts, you'll touch people, and you'll minister freedom and liberty 
in, in, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we could see you and in your fullness. We release that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We just agree with every word that pastor prayed. I thank you that grace is upon each petition yeah. now, those that are in need. You said you know what, what we have need of before we ask, but you did tell us to ask and we would receive, to seek and we would find, and to knock and that it would be open to thee that he that asks receives to he that knocks it's open and to he that seeks finds. so i declare that what we're searching for is you your presence your power your word all of you and when we get you let the byproduct of your face the face encounter that bodies be healed that minds be delivered let debts be canceled let divisions and family be nullified. Let bridges be built where there was walls of division. Let restoration come in mind and soul and in spirit. I release it according to the word that every place that they need you, God, be light in the midst of darkness. Be peace in the midst of storms. Be joy in the midst of trauma. Be rest in the, in the midst of turbulence. I ask you, you are the light in the midst of the darkness. And you are our hope. So I ask you, angels, surround these men and women now. I speak to those areas of their heart, even as pastors saw great confusion and great anxiety, great calamity great infirmity, great attack of mind. We bind every spirit of oppression, every spirit of torment off of that mind. This is a child of God. And we, we plead the blood of Jesus and declare the Lord rebuke every force that is not of God. I ask you for miracles to come through this podcast, that even as they're hearing this word, a sign and an indication to meet us on the altar touched by fire heal restore and revive your people i pray that you would get glory and i ask you angels of god meet us on this altar in two days let the fire of god fall let let pretoria be changed let the church be church be exalted be transformed and let formation come for the greatest function and advancement of the kingdom of god in any area we ask you let us never be the same meet us with your glory and as you manifest we vow to to maintain and to maintenance that altar what you yes. do will maintain we ask for it now give us wisdom and strength and virtue resource and meet us at the altar in jesus mighty name we pray and all the people of god say amen and amen i could feel the weight of that power pastor as you were praying the lord was ministering those of you that are feeling healing again we are recorded so we cannot see your comments live so we greet you all but put your comment some of you are feeling fire in your body now some of your feeling weights being lifted even blurriness of visions being cleared up some of you heard like a pop in your left ear write those testimonies down because when you testify the bible says we overcome these things by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that yeah. your testimony releases an overcoming power that what you feel is sealed so tell us about that and we believe god's going to get glory we're going to put up this flyer one more time we're going to be in pretoria east in just two days from now this recording is being broadcast live on wednesday the 8th but we will be in pretoria 7 p.m starting the worship encounter saturday morning saturday night sunday morning and it's going to be an amazing time there is a at bchurch.co.za slash rta 
RSVP there. You can put your name down. It doesn't cost you anything, but we would love to have your name so we can prepare for you. And in the event that we run out of room, if your name is on the RSVP, you've got a seat reserved. If you did not RSVP, and multiple churches come. We've had this come where we need to make space. We, we would love to keep you in the sanctuary, not in the overflow. So please put your name down. Let us prepare. We can get more seats out. We can make room, but you need to let us know when you're coming. One service, two services. It's going to be a phenomenal time. You don't want to miss that. Raising the altar in the nations as a rushing mighty wind. God is going to be glorified. We, we can't wait to see you there. Pastor Vilmer, if you give us some final thoughts before we, we let you go. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling? What are you sensing? I, I, I sense we're going to see God. And um, a scripture that comes to mind, Exodus 33, where Moses speaks to God and says, show me your face. And then God speaks and he says that I will, uh, you, you cannot see my face, but I'll make my goodness pass before you and I'll proclaim before you my name. Mm. And then I will declare, you know, that I will be gracious to you. I'll show you mercy. But then in the New Testament, in, in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5 and 6, if I can read that, it says, We do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as bond servants for Jesus' sake. Come on. God who said, Light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shone into our hearts and give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Come on. And I realized that, that Moses asked something about, we want to see him face to face. Show me your glory. And he says, I cannot, I cannot let you see my face. I'll pass with my goodness and I'll present my name. I'll declare my name. But in the New Testament says, in our hearts, we see the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And I believe we're going to see and encounter him face to face and we're going to be changed. That as we behold, we're going to become and we're going to see the glory of God. So I believe that everyone who comes, they need to make that effort. As you said, they need to book, they need to come, make a plan, whatever means they come, but they have to come to encounter the Lord this weekend and to receive a miracle, a breakthrough. We've just received it now. Um, last week, again, testimonies of when people were prayed for, how lumps and things just disappeared yeah. and totally healed. So God Amen. is a miracle-working God. We need to come and expect with that hunger, and we're going to see God. So Amen. the glory of God is going to come down, and we're going to be changed forever. Amen. Well, we, we love you, Pastor. We love you and your wife, Pastor Natasha, the boys. We love the beach, Bee Church. We love the family of God. It's going to be a phenomenal time. They are a ministry of excellence, and they carry an anointing. We're going to have also uh, fire, fire Breed with us joining the Bee Church worship experience. So you're going to have a, a, a fusion of worship, of anointing. It was amazing last year. It was phenomenal. It's going to be, be even greater this year don't miss that i'm flying in i'm actually in the air now myself and apostle rocky well this broadcast is going we're traveling uh 25 plus the travel so probably more than 30 hours to get to you so there's no reason you can and we're coming to pour we're coming not to receive we're coming to give we're, we're paying a price to get there 
We're sowing, and I believe there will be a harvest, but we're sowing because we believe in South Africa. We believe in B Church. We believe in Pastor Vilmer and the family of God and the move of God. So there's no reason you cannot make some sacrifice to be in the house of God, to be at the altar of the Lord. So we're going to meet you there. Pastor, thank you for joining us. Please send my love to Pastor Natasha, to the church, to the boys. And we can't wait to see you in just, uh, well, this is being recorded in a couple of days, but in we're back in time in about a week and a half. We're going to see you soon. It's going to be amazing time. I can't wait to see you at the altar, Pastor. Amen. Thank you so much. And we can't wait for you to get here. And uh, as you travel, we pray God's blessing and traveling mercies and grace over you and Apostle Rocky, both and all the other men of God that needs to come, that God will cover them, keep you safe. And uh, we are ready to receive that pouring of what you're going to give and what the Lord is going to do in and through you. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. We love you, Pastor. Thank you for being with us and the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.